0: Welcome to Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God, a production of Lion's Share, a ministry that aims to co-mission with Jesus in making disciples of all nations. We ignite and provide resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. In our world today, there is more information available than at any time in history, but wisdom is in short supply. In this podcast, you'll hear how learning about the character and ways of God is a guide to wisdom. Hello,
1: everyone. I'm Sonia Bearson, and welcome to Season 5 of LionShares podcast. I'm joined, of course, by Dave Buring, the founder and president of LionShare. And for those of you who are new to the Wisdom Unlocked podcast, Dave has served as a missionary, pastor, and leader for the past four decades. He has a lifetime commitment to making disciple-makers, shaping leaders, and equipping the church— Dave, hi.
0: Hi.
1: It's been a little while since I saw you.
0: It has been a little while. You look nice. Oh, thank you.
1: (laughs) Always start with kindness. I love it. Yeah. Well, something really exciting happened this summer. Tell our audience about it.
0: Yeah, so there was a project that we have been working on since early 2016 called a Discipleship Journey Kids. And for those of you that are familiar with Discipleship Journey, our core discipleship uh, tool that we use in Lionshare, we now have something available to partner with that or as a standalone for six to 10-year-olds. It can be used as well, maybe with five-year-olds and 11, 12-year-olds in different ways, but It is awesome. You guys, it's got animation to it. It's got a facilitator's guide. It's got a manual. It even has parent prompts. So parents who might have their kids going through this in, say, a Sunday school class, know in in about a minute and 15 seconds what their kids learned and how to help apply it in their lives. It's, It's pretty cool.
1: That's exciting. And you can get that on the lineshare.org website. We've already been selling since we released it in August. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting that some families are diving into it. Some churches are diving into it. And today we're also joined by Laurie Jarvis, who is also one of the contributors, one of the writers of ADJ Kids. Laurie is a musician, a principal, an author. She walked with her husband, Kent, for more than three decades in ministry – They served as pastors of Akron First Assembly in Ohio for nearly 20 years. And as a school administrator, she's mentored many educators and children. Uh, Laurie served alongside Dave as one of the visionaries for ADJ Kids and was on point for the book and facilitator's guide. So, Dave, I know Laurie is an important part of the story for how ADJ Kids uh, came along. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So uh, a discipleship journey first came out in 2004. And when it came out, I bumped into people along the way over the next decade that said, so when are you doing this for families? Or when are you doing this for our kids? And my answer was always, I've got to find somebody who's committed to walk that process through with me. Well, in the summer of 2015, that happened when Laurie and I talked about this. And she said to me, hey, what would you think about us doing this for kids? And I told her, I said, I'm all over it. Are you in? She prayed about it as well as several others. And she was all in and we're off to the races.
1: Laurie, that's what happens when you make a suggestion and then the person tells you, great, now you go and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's right. It's good. So tell us what, what, vision you had. You went through a discipleship journey, and what about it, as a school administrator and teacher, what about it made you think that this should be something for kids, too?
2: Yeah, so in that season, as um as a ministry leader in a church and a principal of a school, I was... Um, having having a growing burden for some of the struggles that I was seeing kids go through. So I just saw lack of respect for for authority, parents were struggling with, you know, help me with my children. Why are they responding to this? I I saw that value systems in our kids were lopsided right there. There seemed to be no limit to what they saw or listened to. Just they they just the choices that they were making and I I went to the D4 conference, the Discipleship to the Fourth Generation Conference, and I was listening to Dave speak about um, how to hear the voice of the Lord, and and I heard him say that phrase that we need to know the character and the ways and the mission of Jesus, and I really felt the Lord speak to me and say, this is what you have been asking me for. This is what you've been praying for. And so when I approached Dave about the children's material, I really thought there was probably something already there, um, already ready to go. So it, uh, it's been an exciting journey to be a part of it. And I'm so excited to see it used in kids' lives so that they can learn to hear the voice of the Lord, so that they can um, understand what the ways of God are.
1: Dave, you're intimately familiar with what's in a discipleship journey because not only did you write it but it's it's been marinating in your heart for years. You know, there might be some people who have gone through a discipleship journey and who have then turned around and and seen those people take others through it who might say, "You know what, Dave, this is a year-long, you know, commitment. This is some pretty, you know, deep, foundational discipleship concepts." how can you actually make this understandable for a kid? I'm sure you've heard that before. What mm-hmm. What do you say in response to that?
0: Yeah, and I, and I can understand why someone would think that way. But then when you have someone like a Laurie and a team of people that can say, okay, how do we translate this and make this simple? So for example, one of the things that Laurie and I first did is she said to me, so how do you see this playing out? And I said, well, like for example, let's just, pick a chapter. Let's say it's chapter five, Hearing the Voice of God. And in lesson one, let's just say there's four or five concepts in there for adults to get their heads and hearts around and understand it scripturally. What we decided to do was take one concept from each lesson and just drive it home. And so instead of the kids wrestling with those four or five things, it's one thing. Like the first one is, God wants to speak to you. And so all we did is built the entire lesson, animation, all kinds of stuff around that one point. And Laurie and the team helped drive that point home.
1: Laurie, I think also people might say, well, isn't this too early to start talking to kids about these kinds of things, right? If you look at a typical Sunday school curriculum, or maybe even some devotionals or books that maybe parents have have purchased for their kids that they they might use at night, you know, a lot of it is Bible stories, which, which are not bad things, right? We we should know about Noah's Ark. We should know about uh, the friends who who cut the roof, you know, um, and 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 brought their friend down on a mat for Jesus to to heal. These are all good stories for them to know, but are they ready for something like this?
2: So, I, I'm a big believer in empowering children with all that they need to know to live life for Jesus. And I loved, um, recently I, I read with the Barner Research um, how they talked about how much we've watered down the gospel to make it fun and light for children. And the problem with us doing that is when kids bump up against the difficult things in life they have not been able to process through it because things have been watered down so the earlier that we can get these concrete um, ideas and and knowledge about jesus and his ways into them the the better they're going to cling to jesus and his ways as they get older so i think it's so important i've seen it work um, I've worked with kids and, and use, the, use the big words when I, when I need to, and I help them process through it. So it's never too early.
1: Dave, in the opening of the book, you mention in a survey taken in 2019 of 400 children's ministry leaders, some of the, result of the results showed that among children who decide to follow Jesus, 43% do so before the age of 12. Two thirds do so before the age of 18, 50 percent do so through their parents and 24 percent do so through other family members. When you sit down and actually think about those statistics uh, and, and you think about this younger generation that's coming up, what more valuable thing is there? to be spending our time on when it comes to discipleship.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing that we often forget is that the world is discipling our children every day. And we have to pay attention to the things that they're watching on their screens and the influences of people who are teaching them and maybe the perspectives they bring into that teaching. And because the world is shaping our kids every day, we've gotta be on it. And whether that is... You know, as a parent, as a friend of a child, as a for me in this stage of my life, as a papa. So, Cheryl and I have four grandkids. So that's you know that's people, young people, children that are on our hearts all the time. And so it might be a neighbor, it might be you're an auntie or an uncle, but but we have to realize children are being discipled every day by the world around us to think this is normal. And that's where we need to to reveal God's character to them, teach them God's ways of doing things. If we don't, we're going to continue to reap things that we've already been dealing with.
1: And obviously, Dave, there is scripture for this. This is not Dave and Lori's great idea, right?
0: <laughs> no, it's certainly not. And uh, you know, a familiar passage for me is Deuteronomy six, verses four to nine. Let me let me just read that. It says this: Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart." You shall teach them diligently. So think of that word being plucked in there. You shall teach them diligently, purposely, deliberately to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's like the scriptures is saying to us, not only in conversation, and when you're up and when you're laying down and when you're walking around, but also Around your home, everything that you do as a family, there should be the revealing of God's character and his ways tied in in everything we do. And I think that's an important thing for us to go back to as moms and dads, as family members, and those that influence children.
1: We're calling this episode, How Can I Disciple the Children in My Life? Not, How Can I Disciple My Children? (laughs) And that's because this is not the job— I put that in air quotes, Mm -hmm. of the children's ministry worker, or maybe even the Christian school teacher or administrator, Laurie. Mm -hmm. Um, And not always the parent, the uncles, aunts, cousins, grandparents, coaches, music instructors, neighbors. Any caring adult can disciple the children Uh, who are in their lives, either informally or formally. And so as we go through this season and we talk about uh, discipling children, I don't want non-parents to feel left out. Yes, If you have children in your life, you can be discipling them, informally or formally. Lori, have you seen this
2: uh, materialize at all in your world? Well, we've been using the discipleship journey. We've, we've started using it. We've done some pilots with it, and, and it's done really well. The kids have um, received it well. They're participating. Um, we've, we've seen some good results from it. That's great. Well, Dave, let's start with the how, because
1: this is a tool. It, it's not just a Bible study Right, I think people are going to want to know the different components of this, and I think people also need to know that this was something Jesus cared about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me before I get into the nuts and bolts and the practicals, let me give you a couple thoughts on this from Jesus's heart, as you just teed it up there, Sonia. It's like when I look at discipling children. Again, as Sonia said, it could be your child, it could be somebody else's, but you have an influence in their lives. There's three pieces for me that I always consider. The first one is, we need to see children as Jesus sees them. In other words, that he has a value for them in his heart. Like, it says that Jesus took the children... And he placed his hands on them and he blessed them, which means he had individual attention given to children. So, can I encourage you if you just see children as a group, you know, whether it's your children or the neighborhood kids running around, it's really important that we see children through the eyes of Jesus, which means he cares for them individually. He's made them and created them uniquely. It's important for us to see them as Jesus does. A second thing is meeting children where they are. And it says uh, in Luke that Jesus said, let the children come to me and don't hinder them. And how, how do you meet children where they are? And this takes some act of humility. This takes some act of being aware. But here's the key thing. It's finding relationship with them. Because if you ever notice, when you have a relationship with a child, they tend to hear you. They tend to mimic you. But if you don't take time to have relationship with them, they don't want much to do with you. And so we have to realize we need to meet children where they're at. So pay attention to where they are. Don't try to get them to your spiritual level. Meet them where they're at. And one last thought on this is show them Jesus through your life. And that means the way that you live, as an example, it's stories that you tell, it's it's getting into discipling them. So for me as a grandparent, I like to share stories about how Jesus has done things or connect dots for my grandchildren. So when it's an incredible, beautiful day out... And, you know, maybe there's something about that particular tree that we just pulled fruit off of, and I'll just say to them, hey, did you remember that Jesus made this tree? Like this one right here, he made this. And you help help make things of God alive for them. So help, you know, ask Jesus to help you see kids, how he sees them, meet them where they're at and show them Jesus in and through your life. I think those are really practical ways to help somebody reconsider how they look at children.
1: Yeah, when I think about, you know, the Jesus talking to his disciples and saying, you know, let the let the children come to me. The the disciples clearly saw them as a nuisance, right? He, he they they saw them as like, hey, they're, he they're hind- they're hindering what yeah. you're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. They're hindering the real reason that you're here. And sometimes that is really hard yeah. to not see children as an inconvenience. I'm speaking yes. as a mother here. <laughs> not see them not as an inconvenience, this barrier to doing the things that yeah. I need to yeah. do, but to but to welcome them and be fully present with them. Lori, I have always admired this about educators and why I know I was not called to be an educator, is they they do not see children as a nuisance. There, there is a special calling upon their life. Uh, talk to me about that piece. How it works, you know, even at the school that that uh, that you've been working at, and and how you've
2: approached children over the years as an educator. I think building a relationship with them is so important. Learning to listen to them, listen to what they say. I love when they come into my office or they come into my home and they say. I'm so glad I get to see you today. I need to tell you about. And so often we want to push them along and say, oh, I need to do this, or this is more important. But children have a voice, and I love to teach them that they have a voice. They can be heard. I love hearing from them, encouraging them, and leading them in the ways of Jesus. Dave, you have often
1: talked about um, a a story. I can't remember who it was that uh, that was talking to you about this, but— he talked about how one of the biggest barriers to discipleship is the fact that people don't have a tool. They they don't know what to do. I think one of the biggest barriers is also people don't feel like they have anything to share. You know, I'm not holy enough. I'm not far enough along in my faith that I really have anything that I, I could be a disciple of someone else. Uh, I think inherent in the adult-child relationship, we already do feel like we know more than they do. So that part of the equation, you know, is, is taken away. But the tool piece, the resource piece, I think is something parents are always looking for. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, that's um, Dr. John Tolson who, who made that comment, and he, he actually said to me, do you know the number one reason why people don't make disciples when they know they should? And I thought he was going to come off with some... You know, brilliant biblical spiritual answer. He said, no, it's all practical. And he said, if you don't have a tool that someone has used or can use effectively, it just never happens. And so it's one of the reasons that we've taken the time to develop a discipleship journey, kids, is to create a tool for moms and dads, for f- extended family members, for neighbors, for Sunday schools. Uh, that would allow them to take that next step. And when you – like this is about as simple of a tool that you can use. So, for example, there is a, there's an animation component to it that is just wonderful. And we had creators, Dave and Tom, that created this thing and writers and you know, actors and voices and all kinds of things. And they're about two to three minutes each. And they're the story of A.D. and Jay. So let us tell you quickly about this. So when people use a discipleship journey over time, they don't like to say a discipleship journey or they call it A.D.J. by its initials. So we've got A.D. and J. And so A.D. is a 12-year-old kind of Caucasian, Asian young girl. And then you've got her rambunctious brother, Jay, who's eight, who's kind of... Uh, African-American, Polynesian, Hispanic, Nepalese kind of combination kid. And they have an adventure every episode where they teach kids the ways of God. And so AD&J is kind of where it starts. And then there's a manual that moms and dads or teachers can use. There's a parent prompt that helps them know how to apply. And one of the things that we ran into in developing this over the years is Sunday school teachers and children's pastors said to me, Dave, here's what usually happens. We order wonderful curriculum but then we send stuff home with the parents and it just gets thrown in the trash. So they said, don't add a bunch of stuff on the parents. So, literally, for parents or grandparents or the neighbor, whoever's doing this, there's the animation piece, there's the manual piece where you can get into some of the deeper truths, you know, of how do I hear God or how do I relate well, but all at a kid's level and scripturally sound. But then there's also, a take-home card that helps them process what's the one thing that the Lord showed me from this. And mom and dad can see that card. They can watch on our free Lion share app, the parent prompt that helps them hear suggestions on how to apply that thing in their child's life. And there's an incredible facilitator's guide to help parents and teachers. So it's a very well-thought-through process, but it keeps it really simple for both the child and the one that's pouring in.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes people can look at this book or even think about the fact that you're doing this over a long period of time and feel like, oh, this is too much. This is too much. But what I have found with children is that you don't have to have a, a really long lesson.
2: No. <laughs> In no.
1: fact, the shorter, the better, yeah. right? Just a, a short amount of time with a teaching, maybe looking up a couple of pieces of scripture, yeah. talking about some examples, watching a short video and having a short discussion and there, there's a lot more that comes out of that than me sitting down and having a 20-minute, you know, um, deep conversation yeah. about about major concepts. Lori, have you come across that, too, as you were writing this, the timing piece?
2: Yeah, we worked on the timing a lot. You know, I think the most important thing is to allow the children to share. So we can't come into this like a Bible study, as we said before. We really want to come into it and allow the kids time to share what they're hearing from the Lord, what new revelation, because we use that word, with the kids, what new revelations they've heard and how they're going to be obedient to it. The more time we can allow the children to share, the better. The less we as facilitators talk, the more time the Lord has to talk to the kids, and I love that. And they love to share what God is speaking to them. Laura, you mentioned uh, Barna, which does a lot of
1: research um, on behalf of churches and Christians. And in that same report you were talking about, that report is called Children's Ministry in a New Reality. They partnered with Awana to put that out. They they included this statement, which I loved. It said, to truly prepare our children for faith-filled adulthood, we need to consider reframing children's ministry as something closer to to child discipleship. So profound, because I think a lot of times we're constantly talking about tactics, right? Should we have a separate children's ministry? At what age do we make them go into the main church service? If they go into the main church service and things are talked about that are too complicated or too hard or inappropriate, then where do we put them? Uh, There's just constant debates about these kinds of things. And so the idea of Reframing this to child discipleship is so encouraging to me, isn't it, Dave?
0: Yes, it's huge. And I think I think that if if we can help people get their arms around that and realize that discipleship has a relational component, it has a responding to God component. It's not just lecture, it's not just learning, but it's the interactive piece as as Lori was talking about a few minutes ago. And that's gonna take some time, right? The retraining of how children's workers work with children and uh, how parents uh, approach discipleship. But like you, Sonia, I'm really encouraged by that statement.
1: Well, it's been wonderful speaking to both of you. I hope that those of you who are listening will pray about whether there's a child in your life that God is calling you to disciple. And Laurie here is here to help. Whether you're a parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, teacher, coach, children's ministry leader, we want you to be successful in using this tool to disciple the children in your life or ministry. You know, in addition to having a tool, having somebody you can call and say, hey, I. I need you to onboard me here. I'm not sure what's the best way to use this. Maybe I'm overwhelmed or I want to know best practices. Uh, Laurie is here to help you with that. So you can email her, lauri at lionshare.org, Laurie at lionshare.org. And she'll walk you through the best way to use this resource. You can order your copy of ADJ Kids And subscribe to the animated series at lionshare.org slash store. And like I said, this season of Wisdom Unlocked is going to be all about Discipling children. We're going to take you through a couple of these chapters, so you can see, oh, that's what's in it. Okay, that would be great for the child I know to learn. Wow, I didn't even think I could have that conversation with a kid who's ten. Uh, That—that's what we want. Those little light bulbs to go off in your head, uh, and that it would be something that would inspire you, something the Holy Spirit would speak to you about. And we're excited to be a resource for you on this front. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.
0: Wisdom Unlocked the Ways of God is a production of LionShare, a ministry that ignites and provides resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you, please visit lionshare.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo.